0: Welcome to episode 13 with Shane Perrin. Welcome to the Keep Standing Podcast with hosts Shane Perrin and Nathan Woods. Each week we bring you interviews of inspiring individuals embarking on crazy adventures on and off the water. We are stoked that you have joined us. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us today on the Keep Standing Podcast, the podcast that is your adventure therapy on and off the water. Do you remember the last time you attempted to stay up for 24 hours? Maybe it was New Year's or a birthday or some other big event. It is hard. Could you imagine now standing that entire time? Or how about this? Standing on a paddleboard? Then you had the crazy idea that you actually want to paddle that entire time too and maybe try to break a record. Well, probably no surprise to anyone, our co-host Shane Perrin is at it again in a couple weeks and today we talk about his preparation or what he does to get his body ready for this crazy endurance event. As we chat, we get into his dietary change to a plant-based diet and how this type of event differs from the other multi-day endurance events that he does. And then I also get a little shameless plug in there about a product that I helped launch that Shane will be using to keep his performance going. While you may not ever want to paddle for 24 hours straight, don't be surprised if you think about it for just a second while listening to episode 13 with Shane Perrin. With that, let's get into the show. Hey, and welcome back to the Keep Standing Podcast. It's been a while, but he's back. Shane Perrin is on the other line. I'm back. back. He's been spacey lately. I don't know what he's been doing. Um, but we got him on and today it's him and I we're just going to talk about some stuff that he's got going on here and the craziness that he continues to try to do um, and how he's doing it a little bit differently and so with that Shane what's going on?
1: man, I took some time off I was uh, grooming my mustache actually you mentioned in the last show I, I was taking time to get that pre-November mustache going and then it ended catastrophically. I was asked to get some nice HD uh, photos. Uh, I'm gonna be featured in a Waterman's book coming out in May. So, yeah, you know, kind of hemmed and hawed and thought about it. And I was like, ah, I can't keep this dirty stash on here for the book, and it sucks. I had about three weeks in already, mm-hmm. um, and so I had to shave the stash. And you know, so I disappeared a while, and then uh, you know, my wounded heart came back and. Did the photos? Submitted and everything is good. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna regrow. So, but I'm back here. I'm just I've been training, uh, getting myself ready for a big event next week. A couple big events are happening next week. Um, other than that, just life, you know, just do my thing.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get into that without really any further ado. Um, so next week, November eighth and ninth, right? Yep. Eighth and ninth, you are going seventh yeah, and eighth. Yeah, seventh and eighth. You will be doing your third attempt at. 24-hour straight, just world record paddling. Um, You've done, you did one last year around the same time, and then and and then you've done the one what the year before. So this is your number three. Mm -hmm. So let's get into. So first, just talk about your first two experiences and how that's led up to this third 24-hour record. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, it was. um, It's kind of funny how it all began. Like I've done ultra-distance stuff for a bit. And I never thought about an official record. And then uh, there's actually a friend of mine who I've known, Robin Benincasa. She's a really badass female paddler. Um, she used to be, a, I don't know, like adventure racer. She used to be on Team Merrill. I mean, she's a tough, tough, tough girl. Um, very accomplished paddler uh, in surf skis and kayaks and those things. And she started converting over stand-up. And anyway, she said, I want to say this was 23, Thirteen, She set the women's 24-hour flat water record at 90.7 miles. And in conversation, she's like, hey, I'm surprised you haven't tried to do this yet. This should be you know, a piece of cake for you. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And so I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, how come I haven't done this? And how come in, no one has done this? Um, you know, Ben Freeberg did the moving water, which had piqued my interest. So I was looking at that. And so I was like, well, you know, what better way to do it than right here in my home turf in Missouri, St. Louis, and so I went at it at a local lake, um, a little tiny, you know, half mile from end to end. So it was mind numbing. And, uh, you know, whipped through my first attempt May of last year and I hit, was it 95.6 miles. Uh, so that was kind of like the base point of, okay, this is, this is where, you know, I've got to figure some stuff out because I used a 14-foot board, um, you know, things that fell in line, nutrition was good, weather was bad, um, the crew was good, and then there was just all kinds of things that you know happened in between. And I kind of learned from that one. I said, "Okay, I know I can break a hundred miles." So, fast-forwarded to last year in the fall, I looked. I needed a bigger lake, and I just I'll kind of travel anywhere just to experience something different. And so, uh, my friend Casey Gocher with Sup Gladiator said, "Hey, you know we've got this Lake Town Lake uh, or Lady Bird Lake, depending on how long you've lived there." Is what you know you're gonna call it. Uh, you know it's a long seven mile stretch. It's oh. actually um, you know it's it was a river, but it's just dammed, okay. and so you know it's not moving. Um, and so he said, "Why don't you come down here?" So I was like, "Yeah, man." Yeah. So I went down there. Uh, I was able to break the hundred miles. I did 101 miles in 24 hours, and so I, I dangled that out there in the hopes that other people would kind of come after. It. And it's funny because after I did the first attempt, people were like, "Ooh, I think I can beat that." And there was a few people you know looking at doing it, and no one did. And so I was like, okay, well, I did it in the fall, and I broke the 101. And again, a few more people like, oh, I'm going to go after that. And I heard all the rumors, and I heard, you know, and then and no one's gone after it, which is, it boggles me because I think people can beat the 101, uh, not easily, but I I'd say there's at least about five people uh, I could name that could probably get up there. Um, and Robin actually being one of them, she could probably do it. Um, and I actually, he- you know, I hear there's a girl that's looking at doing. In this December, um, going after the flatwater Records. so you know it's it's getting out there. I just I'm trying to get more people hooked uh, to kind of go after it.
0: Is there any um, official? Because these aren't like a Guinness World Record certification or anything. Or is there kind of any like spot that ho- holds these records so everyone kind of knows? Or are you kind of like the record keeper at this point?
1: So yeah, so that I, the, the last attempt in Austin. Uh, Last year, Casey, we had the crew, and we had contour cameras. Um, We videoed the full 24 hours. Well, we did five-second or ten-second snapshots um, where it was anchored on the front of the board, the camera. And then a couple feet um, towards me, I had the GPS facing it, so the camera would pick up the GPS in my face. And so we did that for the full 24, had all the footage, everything was ready to grow, ready, ready to roll. Um, and, you know, it's just it's a process of putting this all together and you have to get testimonials and all this stuff. So I was doing all this and while, while I was working on actually your documentary um, for the Eugene the PDX expedition, something happened and it wiped out my hard drive and I lost everything. And so it's just gone. Yeah, so it's terrible because was, it was all ready to submit and, you know, it would have been a, a Guinness World Record. And then it's not there. So now it's just an unofficial record, Okay. unfortunately. yeah.
0: Well, I want to get into first that um, we had a show, you and I, we talked about just kind of some things you need to expect when you're doing an expedition paddle, kind of multi-day expedition. What's the difference for you in preparing a multi-day expedition, say on a river where you're going from point A to point B, to just 24 straight hours just going back and forth and back and forth? But what's the some differences there for you that that you prepare for? Obviously, not just physically, but mentally, and and everything else. And yeah, getting your and, crew ready, logistics, everything.
1: Yeah, and that's and it's and it's funny because I have this weird st- stigma stuck on me that oh, it's twenty four hours; it's no problem for you. But it's it's extremely difficult. What people don't get is you know I can paddle for days, but there's breaks. The pace is all different. Uh, so that and that's the thing is like when I'm doing the pace, you know, it, you don't you're not technically paddling for the full 24 cause you got to stop and do camera changes. You got to stop and get nutrition. Um, things come up, you got to do, you know, footwear change and everything. So when you're actually on board, the pace is much quicker. Uh, I'm typically paddling about four and a half to five miles an hour. So like generally kind of like most people's race pace, that's what I'm doing for 24 hours. Um, when you look at the actual, when I, we looked at the footage afterwards, um, Everything going on out of the 24 hours, there was about there was like 23 point, you know, 23 hours and maybe 20 minutes. So there's a good like hour and 40 that was eaten up just doing whatever, um, you know, during breaks uh, every few hours or whatever was was going on. Um, so when I'm actually on the board, the difference is is the pace is much much quicker. There is no letting up. By the time I leave the dock from one end, um, I was down at Austin Paddle Sports. I left that dock by the time I get to the end. Uh, where the dam is, and back, it's just paddling, you know, pretty hard and pretty steady, four and a half five miles an hour, not letting up. So pace is the biggest biggest difference uh, between the expeditions versus the 24 hours.
0: And which is for you, just different training, different everything.
1: Yeah, and that's just it. Is um, you know the the training is, it, I don't want to don't want to give away too many circuits, but last year's training was. Not like a hardcore training. I just had so much built up through the season last year and I paddled so much that I didn't specifically train for the 24 hours, which I didn't get up off the couch, but I wasn't specifically training for it. So that's the difference. It was, you know, very, uh, you know, I was in shape, but I wasn't, you know, for my personal self, I was probably in 90% shape, but I wasn't 100% like where I should have been. Um, Just different type of training.
0: And this one, you're coming off a, rather big injuries and so you didn't get their summer base that you normally would have correct
1: exactly this one's totally different because you know I, I literally shut myself down for two and a half months three months uh, after I got hit by the tree and I you know I, I had to take it easy I couldn't really train at all because anytime I had movement um, you know with a traumatic brain injury after the concussion you know if I tried running one day and like half a mile and when your head you know sloshing around your brain it just is thumping, you know, so I couldn't, couldn't do really much. Um, so now it's been catch up, you know, for the past, you know, probably 6 I've had pretty much six weeks of, you know, intense training that has been focused towards this 24 hour paddle. So Mm -hmm. that's, it's a very different model this year.
0: And and you're doing it for a lot of reasons. Before we get into the why on this one, which is kind of just an epic time for you. Um, you also changed the way you feed yourself and fuel yourself um, that's that's unique and we, we talked a little bit off air that it is controversial in some way just because everyone has their own style of nutrition um, and you made this recent complete switchover and to this the plant-based diet which is not what you just like you said a vegan diet it is a plant-based diet so let's let's talk about your nutrition I think it's important for people to know that Obviously, there's a lot of ways you can fuel yourself on these expedition paddles and 24-hour expedition, regardless of what it is. But you've chosen the plant-based because that's what's working for you.
1: Yeah, and I, I just kind of researched. You know, I've always been been interested in nutrition, trying to you know put the best stuff in your system. Uh, the problem is, is there's a lot of misinformation out there and just the lack of knowledge. People think they're eating healthy when they're not. And I just did a lot of my own personal research, and I'm not going to tell people, like, my diet is better than yours and you should be a vegan or you should follow paleo because it's kind of like you and I talked before is whatever someone seems to be on for their, their fitness or their nutrition, they think that's the best. Um, and for me, my view is the plant-based diet is the best for me. I don't go out and preach it. I don't say, hey, man, you, you should do this. got People ask me, I'll be happy, happy to help You know, talk to you and educate why I'm doing it. Uh, But I started last December, so I'm, you know, going about 9, 10 months uh, that I've been plant-based. And it's, for me, the benefits, um, it's exactly what I researched, what endurance athletes were benefiting from. Uh, And so, you know, I'm a lot leaner. Like last year when I did the 24-hour paddle, I weighed about 182, 184 pounds. Uh, Now I'm going into this year, I'm 165 pounds. So I'm very lean. I'm not carrying all that extra mass around with me. So, you know, you think about it, I just, you know, I got rid of about 18 pounds of weight on my board. So it's less I got to push.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you found um, kind of just as far as the uh, that type of diet in general, just that you kind of your weekly or go-to kind of foods to get you kind of ready for a workout and all that?
1: Yeah, it, it's, you know, so <laughs> when I caution people about, you know, the plant-based that I'm doing, I eat for nutritional sake, not always for taste sake. So my wife will not eat a lot of the stuff that I eat (laughs) because, like, my my green smoothie every morning I eat, and she's like, "Oh, get that's gross." And I, because I usually give her a sample, Um, but I load it like my, you know, my morning smoothie. And it varies a bit, but you know, typically I put some kale and some spinach, avocado, carrots, celery, uh, flax seed, chia seed, hemp seed. Some fruit, you know, gets mixed in there. Sometimes honey, sometimes um, peanut butter. I'll throw in almond milk. I'll throw in almonds, and it rotates. Um, I even I put beans in there. So, so I mean, it's it's very different. Um, and when I'm done, when I blend it all up in a Vitamix, it makes about eh, about four to five glasses full. So I basically drink my breakfast every morning. Um, I found that basically that coming in the the, the macronutrients, some micronutrients getting there fuels me. It kick-starts everything, um, and I don't have this heavy feeling like, you know, when you eat that heavy breakfast in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it goes in you, and it gets readily available a lot quicker. I feel energized. Uh, it's just a very different, different, you know, mentality uh, of, of eating. Um, and then there's snacks. You know, you, I lean towards snacks of, like, almonds. Um, I have a friend who makes these very cool muffins for me, Karen Dugan, uh, STL Veg Girls which she goes by. Um, and actually the muffins I've been training with, they are, uh, a few are different. Like, you know, some have quinoa in them, some have, um, you know, some type of starch or rice in them. Um, but they have like cacao powder, uh, just, just different things that we've worked with that will kind of fuel me. Um, and so it's, it's different and you know, I'm not like a vegetarian vegan. I do eat some fish, I'll eat some eggs here and there. Um, but it's just a, you know, a lot more fruits and vegetables, um, I know the sounds going into the weird side of things. You know, I like to talk about poop all the time. Um, Much more regular. You know, most people like they go and they sit on the bathroom for forty-five minutes and just destroy it. And you know, like in the morning, I'll go three to five times a day, and it's just like in and out within like two, three minutes, and I'm done. And which I know is gross, but that's actually healthy. Everything's passing 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 through your system. Um, So I know it's, and I can go on and on. But this is what I found that works for me. You know, and then. The nutrition I get, I'm feeling my workouts. I'm like blasting through workouts, and I'm not getting tired. Uh, my recovery time is sped up. You know, I'll hit a heavy, heavy evening workout. Uh, just you know, I'll do you know four hours in the ergometer, and then I'll get up in the morning. I'll do a three-mile run, and it's just nothing. Um, you know, it's so easy. So I'm I'm doing two to three workouts a day that are pretty pretty intense obviously i've been tapering and backing yeah,
0: off hold, hold on hold on you yeah. go four hours on the ergonometer just straight
1: yeah yeah i, I know that's 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 normal for <laughs> how, yeah how many
0: movies are you watching or have you what how many series of shows have you gone through or oh,
1: god yeah it's it, I, i've been streaming netflix um i had a, a person last year that said hey i've got this big 50 inch Toshiba crystal clear quality, but it's the big boxy kind, so it's monsters. They said, if you can get this thing out of my basement, you can have it. So I brought it to my basement. I hook up Netflix and I stream it into it, and I will just pump movie after movie. And I pretty much have seen all of Netflix. It's It's been crazy, <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, like tonight, you know, I, I've already. Charge the iPad. I steal it from the kids and say, "Oh, Daddy's iPad tonight." Charge it up. I've got you know. I I look at different movies. Um, There's a a Richard Pryor one on there. A documentary I'm gonna watch, and then there's a John Denver John Denver documentary. So I got my two hours right there, ready to roll for the evening.
0: Goodness. Yeah. (laughs) What's what's your what's your wife doing when you just? I know. Back and forth on this little ergonometer for four hours when she's probably like. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. It, well, and so I don't get on the ERG until I put the kids to sleep. So, you know, I've been kind of the pattern is so she'll come home, we'll hang out, we'll, you know, from four to eight is family time and I don't really do much. I hang out with the kids and then, we'll put in, you know, bath seven, 7.30, somewhere in there, get the kids to bed. After the kids to bed, I'll hang out for 15, 20 minutes and she, she knows I'm itching and she's like, all right, yeah, go ahead. And so, so I, I, you know, I come down here for a couple hours. I'm done at ten. I come up and I usually catch her for about thirty minutes at night, and so that's kind of a <laughs> kind I mean, of our pattern. You guys got
0: your your system down. Now I want to get back to your nutrition a little bit, and this is more a humble brag on my side of things. But I I have you using some some gum that you and I have a little nickname that will keep off air
1: the bee gum the
0: bee gum but it, it's yeah. actually called run gum and I, I haven't even i don't think we've mentioned it yet on the keep Standing podcast but it's a company that i helped launch last year um yeah and yeah we're a year old and, and it's a caffeine infused gum and it, i guess it would fit within your your plant-based diet um you've used it a few times and how would you think you'll be using it for a 24-hour paddle
1: yeah i actually Um, my testament to it is I was, I went to Chatterjack last year, which they just had this past weekend. Um, and I was very sick, uh, and I I was having lots of issues and I was just, just weak on the board and I was using the, the, the run gum while I was paddling and it just, it has just that good little kick that keeps you going. Uh, for me, my biggest problem area when I do 24 or anything overnight, is between about 1 or 2 a.m. till about 5 a.m., 6 a.m. till the sun comes up. That's my trouble area. Usually I have to shut down in there and take a little cat nap. Um, and so this one, you know, getting through that 24, I've tried all kinds of different caffeinated systems. Um, you know, I, I made the mistake long ago trying to drink coffee, and then, you know, you're having to get off to yeah. the bathroom so you're losing time. Um, drinking caffeine drinks, and then again, you're you know, peeing like crazy. So... I, i'm pretty stoked to have the run gum because it, it's tiny it's a tiny little packet there's two tabs in each one or two little pieces of gum in each one pop one in put the other you know in the little tin foil pouch that it comes in stick it in my pocket when i get through that first one feel the effects are good you know, as, they, as they wane off will pop in the second one and that's going to be my little getting through that that spot yeah, is having yeah. the run gum so
0: and for you guys listening yeah it's a it's a product we launched last year, and it's it's kind of doing exactly what Shane does for endurance athletes that just need an extra kick, um, and it's a faster absorption because it's not through your stomach. It's through your cheeks and your gums, and each piece has got 50 milligrams of caffeine and, and B vitamins and taurine, which is what you want in the, most of your energy products. And It is a fast way, so that's just a quick little humble brag. Um, I got you using it. We got a lot of elite yeah. endurance athletes using it.
1: Well, um, so, you, so you don't get people confused when you say we launched it. You and I, I have no affiliation. No, yes, yes, I just, no, no. yeah, I just have the testimonial that I'm like, yes, I love this stuff. So this is all with you. Um, yeah, 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 And you can, I say, just plug it, man. Let's plug Run because I, I believe in it. And you can talk about the founders and, yeah, and why. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, we, we when I say we, um, it is my, my two founders are, are Nick Simmons, who is a two time Olympian, six time U.S. champion, 800 meter runner. He's our reigning U.S. champion in the 800 meters. And then his coach, Sam, Sam LaPrey. And basically he launched because kind of the same reason you, he wanted caffeine and the performance enhancing effects that it has on the body, but just was tired of all the the medians and, and vehicles that he had to use to get it into a system via whether that was coffee or an energy drink or a goo or other chews that one took, a, took longer than he wanted because it went, you know, he had to digest it and have it go through that system. And then two, um, with the case of like a coffee and all that, you re- really never have an idea like how much caffeine it is when you drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> and then finally, and the most important reason is he didn't want anything in his stomach before a workout or comp- com- competition. And he didn't want to have to worry about sloshing stuff in his gut or anything like that. So run gum is a Chewing gum, like any other chewing gum, it just is infused with caffeine, B vitamin, taurine, and it allows you to um, get the, the performance-enhancing effects into your system um, up to five times faster, is what the military's found. And so we say, chew it for five to ten minutes, and you've absorbed all the. Um, are all the stimulants and suppulants in your system and if you like if you're someone who likes chewing gum you can continue chewing on the gum just as a something to chew on but otherwise you can discard it and, and know that you have caffeine flowing through um, so yeah it's yeah. it's a great product that we you know we have marathoners and track athletes and triathletes and ultra runners and finding finding it and and replacing all the other type of energy supplement now it's not a replacement for carbs and things like that but it it is a replacement for your caffeine um and a lot of people use caffeine so yeah
1: and it makes it just makes sense that's just it um and i think you said it best when you're talking about nick is for me and that and that's the problem i had is when i was trying to find a caffeine source um what I've been using was an electrolyte re- replacement with caffeine. So I'm drinking 16, 18 ounces. So I've got that all kind of, you know, sloshing around. And obviously, I still have got to drink stuff, but the convenience is what it is, is not having to deal with the stomach, not having to deal with – because generally, you know, caffeine drinks, they've got a it's like drinking coffee. They've got like an almost like an acidity to it mm-hmm. um, where the gum just makes sense, you know. Who doesn't want to chew some gum, get a little caffeine out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, so, and
0: of course you know, it's it's got – it's. I mean for being a gum and how we have had to pack so many supplements into a small piece of gum it's it's not doesn't taste like your juicy fruit it's got a a little bitterness to it, but not to a point where it's unchewable um We got a lot of people who um are obsessed and addicted to it, not just because of the caffeine but because they like okay. the taste so um and like I said, it's it's you know right now we have two flavors, mint and fruit. Um, we have got cinnamon launching here very shortly, which Ooh. will be um, epic. Um, so yeah, we're right. just excited, and I know we're just excited that we got you using it. Um, yeah, it'll good be, stuff. It'll be something we can put on our page soon of broken world records on Run Gum.
1: Yeah. Hey, I hear a little kid back there. What's going on? Smuggling kids?
0: We are smuggling the one kid around here these days. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, so now let's get into the why um, for this one. You, you usually always have a powerful reason of why you do what you do, um, whether it be a 10-year anniversary of a traumatic event to, to raising money for um, friends and, and people that are dealing with difficult circumstances. This one's a little more personal because um, mm-hmm. you, you are um, turning the ripe young age of 40.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I had to think, I've been thinking about it obviously since last year, I was like, ooh, I'll turn 40 next year, I want to do something. You know, originally I was, everything was set up, I was supposed to be, for my next week I was supposed to be in the Caribbean um, setting the 24-hour ocean record, or breaking the 24-hour ocean record, um, because it was set just a little while ago, I think at 80 miles or 80 kilometers, I can't remember what it was. Uh, So anyway, that was supposed to be the boat fell through, and I was like, well, I still want to be on the water. Like, I want to be in some capacity doing a long haul paddle when I turn forty because this is, you know, paddle boarding, stand up is—it's that's what I become. That's its my life. Uh, just talk to my wife. You know, you can. It, <laughs> my garage is stacked with boards. My basement is stacked with boards. You know, we. My vehicles are board friendly, and, and it's kind of like it's—it's it's just a life. So living that lifestyle, like I wanted to be on the water. Um, and so, you know, I talked to Casey Goacher with Sup Gladiator. I said, Hey man, like for my 40th birthday, it it would mean a lot if you would help me out. And if I came down there and I went after this 24 hour record, um, while I turned 40, this, I want to be, you know, I'll be finishing it the morning, you know, well, I'll, I'll have probably eight or nine hours left of the, you know, the next day on the eighth. But I'll be paddling for my birthday, and that that's really what I wanted to do for the birthday. And also, it's kind of a cool celebration because when you think about it, the following, let's see, was that, yeah, actually the following week, um, November 16th, will be my 14-year kidney transplant anniversary as well, which kind of is secondary, but it's always good to, to celebrate being alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not every day. You know your mom gives you a kidney. so but yeah, pretty much I'm celebrating an old man, being an old man, which is awesome because I need now if I race in the regular races, I get to be in the old man divisions. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that I mean that is a positive point of getting old. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so it's just some, let's get some details. It's November seventh, in, on yeah. what mm-hmm. uh, the Lady Lake what was it? Lady Bird Lake. Lady Bird Lake. Lady Bird Lake or in,
1: or Town Lake, it just depends on, you know, I've heard people like, no, it's Town Lake. And it depends on how long you've been in Austin, yeah. how long you've been an Austinite. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so if people want to come out to it and paddle with me, you, you absolutely can. Uh, it's weird with Guinness rules, you can't be in front of me in any way. I can't ride your wake in any way. So you got to kind of be off to the side uh, so your wake doesn't kind of touch me or anything. Uh, but, yeah, it's very encouraging. If people want to come out while I'm paddling, I'll paddle uh, starting on the 7th, probably around 9 a.m., um, I'll finish on the 8th, probably about 9 a.m., um, and then I've made the, the odd decision that I'm going to push the full 24 hours, and then I'm actually going to go another 24 hours just to kind of celebrate. Um, I don't know why, but it's been been in my mind that's kind of where I'm going.
0: So the focus will be the first 24 hours, and then what's kind of the goal of the second 24? Just to paddle?
1: Or- so, yeah, just to, just to paddle and hammer. Um, and, and for me, it's it's kind of that, that check of that, that plant-based diet. Let's see just how far this will push me because a lot of people swear by it and I haven't tested it yet. I, this will be the first test. Um, so the goal for the first 24 is obviously I want to break the 101, 101 miles. Uh, I like to sit somewhere around 110, 115 I think is doable. Um, I learned a bit from the last one. Uh, and then the, the ultimate goal, if I can pull it off, is go the full 48 hours and, break, and hit 200 miles. Really going to be tough to do, but I'd like to push that hard and that far.
0: Are you expecting, how much sleep are you expecting to have to give yourself in those 48 hours?
1: Very minimal. Uh, last year, uh, let's see, I slept, <laughs> and no exaggeration, theres uh, I made the documentary on it. I slept for seven minutes hmm. um, going through the first 24. So the next 24, obviously, is going to be a little more rough, uh, which I'm going to plan for. Um but, you know, it'll, it, I don't know. The uh, I'll have plenty of run gum, so hopefully that'll pop me through. I know I'm going to have to shut down for a little bit, uh, especially on day two. But, yeah, hopefully I can can sneak somewhere, you know, around the 200-mile mark for 48 hours.
0: I'm pretty bummed because I'm actually going to be in Austin the 1st of December. So we are just we just <sighs> missed each other a little bit for run gums out there for an event. But that's all right. I'll, I, I will be paying attention. We, we should get you on for a little bit, maybe convince you to do a little live periscope or something yeah, while, yeah, you're, yeah. while you're going, get you into that platform maybe, or a live blab with you yeah um, during never one know, of your quick breaks.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll do a road trip down there. You never know. Mm-hmm. Hang out. Bring sweet. some boards. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Um, so with that, um, let's just, how will people, yeah, you, you said people can be there. If people can't make it, um, how will people follow you? Like you said, maybe we get you a live Periscope, but is there any other way people can kind of track track you during those 24 and 48 hours?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll have I'll, you know, I'll have the social media running. Um, Vertical War will cover a lot of it. I'll try. We tried the last time to do kind of video updates, but the problem was, is I just want to paddle. You mm-hmm. know, and it, if I do a video update, that's guaranteed five to ten minutes. I'm not moving. So, you know, the, I'll, I'll Facebook is kind of my main thing. I know I'm an old man, so I'm on Facebook more than anything else. I'll try to hit some Twitter stuff, but Facebook will be the main kind of venue. I'll post some short videos and some pictures. Um, anything exciting happens I'll put it on there like last year I, I was paddling and the, the morning at the end I got to see a naked girl changing in the, the wide open area at like 4.35am so, so hopefully that happens again I'll try to take a picture this time <laughs> so, we'll see
0: well Shane good luck to you we'll be, we'll be cheering you on from Oregon Rungum mm-hmm. will be cheering you on from our social network so that's one way you can follow Shane is follow Rungum Yeah. plug Excellent. um <laughs> And we're excited. I mean, for one, happy birthday, big forty. Hey, thanks, man. It's good stuff. And oh, last moment, what are you going to be riding on? What's what's your what's your board of choice for this uh, one?
1: So it's always this; it never fails. So the, I don't think I've ever been dialed into a board. Um, last year's board, things got screwed up. I ended up riding uh, one of Casey's boards, and he's a little bit bigger than I am. He's about two hundred and fifteen, hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> um, so the board just wasn't right. Uh, this year, I have. A, a board that has a uh, crooked fin box, and so uh, it's seventeen six unlimited by twenty three inches wide with a pin tail. So it's it's pretty unstable, and uh, it's probably not the best choice. But I think it's the fastest choice I have in the in the stable right now. So uh, we're gonna. I think to combat the crooked fin box, we're just gonna use a very small fin in the back, probably like a five inch fin. Couldn't you get Casey to make a crooked fin? You probably can. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> you can probably whip something up in, uh, in time. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, and I will never blame anything. If I don't, you know, make my goal one-on-one, I will never blame it on the fin box or anything. I'm not saying this to say, hey, that's what it's about. Um, I've trained on the board, and I know I've got to compensate on one side more than the other. So, it's 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 all right. We'll uh right. We'll make do. Well, sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, again, good luck. We're excited to watch it, and we will be following you and we'll catch up with you right afterwards i'm sure too
1: absolutely we'll we'll be in touch